yesterday's daf and get to today's. Uh, we're starting at the Mishnah at the top of the page. Um, there is no difference between. Today. I was studying for Fur Shalema, to Amy Bastavora, as well as anybody else who needs a refuah. Need right. Whether you need it or not, you should have Fur Shalema. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, whether you're aware you need it or not, Tisha B'Fu Okay. All right. So, top, top of the page. So, uh, we're talking about all the Ein Bain. So, the first Ein Bain in the Daf Ches is, uh, there's no difference between when you basically have a vow of all Hana or a vow of full Hana. Really encompasses more or less the same things except for two things, which is Jerisus Aregel, which is trespassing, and kalim shein osim nefesh non food related vessel use. So, in other words, can I borrow a pen? Is the good example. Sounds like if it's kalim she osim nefesh, even that would be included in Michael. So, in other words, I can't I cannot borrow a pot or a potato peeler. Okay, that's the idea. Okay, but Jews is a regal. Aren't people not generally? particular about that? The answer is, you're right, they're not generally particular about it. But those types of things that we call vitor, where people just don't worry about it, don't care about it, is still asr by a mudar hana, and that's why it would be included. Now, the next aim vein is nidaram and nidavos. A nedar and nidava are identical in terms of um, many, uh, basically everything except for uh, how um, are you obligated should something happen to the carbon? But other than that, the carbon is the same, which means that's what the Gemara points out that as far as Baltaachar, as far as um, within which time do you need to bring the, these carbonos, they're the same. And uh, we saw what the difference is. A nether is where the person says, Hare Allah, Ola, I will bring an Ola. It's on me to bring an Ola. And an Adav is, Hare Zu Ola, behold, this is an Ola. And the difference is, should something happen to the Ola that I separate, if it dies, if it gets stolen or lost, so then I would be responsible for it. But by Nadavos, I would not be responsible for it. What's the basis for this distinction? Based on the the pasuk says lechaper a love, and we understand. Rabbi Shimon says, whatever's on you, you're obligated. Whenever you made the obligation on you, then that means you have a continual obligation to make sure that it comes to fruition and that it gets brought, even should something happen to this carbon. And that's why he said that the word alav implies it's something that you're like carrying on your shoulder. You're carrying, you're shouldering the responsibility. That's the idea. Brings us to the next Ein Bain, and that is the Ein Bain for Azov. As we know, the halach is Azov is somebody who is, um, uh, somebody has a bodily emission. So uh, after two times, he's already tame. After three times, he's also tame. What's the difference between two and three? The only difference is um, whether he needs to bring a carbon or not after it becomes purified, only after three, not after two. As far as uh, what level of tumma, the high level of tumma of Mishka Vemoshav, where somebody uh, lies, uh, lies on a bed and all the mattresses underneath it are all tummy, are sitting on something, same idea, um, and counting seven clean days, all of that is the same even after two re'eos, two sightings of uh, Zav flow would, would uh, make him that level of tumma. And uh, the basis for this is uh, from Rabbi Simoy. Rabbi Simoy says that the Torah counts twi- twice, 
person has a, a bodily flow, mentions twice, and then he calls him Tame, and then three times he calls him Tame. So obviously, if it's two, then it's not three. If it's three, then it's not two. So what does that mean? So the answer is, is that there are different levels of Tama. The level of two is enough to make you Tame. The level of three obligates it a new level of Korban. So the Gemara is bothered by this and saying maybe two is Korban and not Tama, and three is even... No, um, first, first question is... Um, maybe it's two is tuma and not carbon, and three is carbon and not tuma. Maybe they take they switch off. So the Gemara mm-hmm. says that makes no sense because if since to see three you have to have already seen twice, and you already said that for two, yeah, you um, you have your tummy, then obviously you're not you're going to remain tummy by three. You're not going to the tuma is not going to go away. So that doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, well, maybe the two is just carbon. And not Tuma, and the three is Korban and Tuma. That's actually a good question, but that's ba- the answer to that is from the Bryce brings down. It says, Mizovel means partial. Not all Zavs bring Korbanos. Only some Zavs bring a Korban. So what, that's what it's saying, and therefore um, the three is where you bring a Korban, not the two. So the Gemara says maybe two brings a carbon and three doesn't bring a carbon. So the Gemara says, well, that doesn't make sense either. Because every, every person who saw three times also saw two times. And if he already had to bring a carbon by two, then he also has to bring a carbon still at three. The obligation to bring a carbon shouldn't fall off. So therefore, it's, uh, it's the way we said it. And that's why we need both sources. We need the source of Rabbi Simai uh, to tell you um, uh, that there's different levels of two and three, and they need the source of Mizovo to tell you that as far as carbon goes, um, uh, only three brings a carbon, and uh, otherwise we would. And without that, without both drushes, we wouldn't have the full information. Okay. Then the Gemara was saying that wait a second, when we use, if you're using the word Mizovo for a drusha, how do we use the word Mizovo elsewhere? It says Hazav Mizovo. What's that word teaching us? So the Gemara says, that's teaching us that when he stops his bodily flow, even if he still has tzaras, he still can start counting the seven clean days, even though technically he's still tummy actually already. He's still tummy for the tzaras. It doesn't matter. Each thing is looked at in an independent way. Um, and then he counts. It says, Mizovo v'sifer, meaning only a, a zav, even if he's only a partial zav, he still has to count the seven clean days. Well, why would I need a source for that? To count the seven clean days, we know that he's on the high level of Tummah. Isn't that enough to automatically, that should have to count seven clean days? The Gemara says, not necessarily, because there is a high, high level of Tummah by a Zava. She's a Shomeris Yom Kenegad Yom. She only had one sighting. And for the whole next day, she has a high level of Tummah of Mishka Vamoshev. Um, but it doesn't need seven clean days, only one day of checking herself. So. Um, so, bottom line is, that's what we need the Mizova for. Comes along, the Gemara, and brings down Rapapa, asks Abaya a question. He says, I don't understand. The first time that we use Mizova is coming to include, uh, I'm sorry, the, first, the second time that we just used Mizova was to include a Mikzazav. Even somebody who's a Zav Balsterios needs to count seven clean days. It's to include him. And the Mizova of the Korban was coming to exclude him. Well, how do you have it both ways? Which way is it? So the Gemara says it's like this: if he wouldn't have, if he wanted to exclude, in the by the case of the counting seven clean days, say nothing, and I naturally would assume that you don't have to count. 
Why would I think you have to count? The fact that it says misovos, they tell you that he does have to count. Otherwise, just say nothing. Um, and uh, what you say, we would learn it from a mamatino? No, we wouldn't, because we know that Shemar's Yom, which has a high level of Tumma, doesn't automatically um, count seven clean days. So, uh, and that's why the Pasuk had to say it. Now, didn't we use the word Mizova to tell you, the same Mizova to tell you that you only have to purify yourself from Ziva to count the seven clean days, not from his Saras, if you might have Saras as well. So the Gemara says, um, if that was the case, it would just tell him that Russia we could have just said, V'chiyitar Hazov. Why, why do I have to say the word Mizovo? tells us both ideas. And that brings us to the next Mishnah, which is Mitzorah, Saras. So we said there's no difference between a Mitzorah that is in quarantine to a Mitzorah that is established as a full-fledged Mitzorah, except for in the process, after they're finished, do they have to do priya or prima? Priya is where they grow their hair out. Prima is they, they tear their clothing. There's, um, it's kind of interesting. It's like a mourning type of thing, it seems. Um, but uh, that's one thing. Then the next halacha is another aimbain that after you become purified from a hesker or from a quarantine uh, or purified from a hechlet, the only difference is um, do you have to shave your entire body, or all the hair of your body, and do you have to bring the bird offering only for mukhlat, mitzorah mukhlat, not for mitzorah of mutzkar. Okay, so first of all, um, we, we see that a, that a, a mitzorah mutzkar, who basically the coin says, okay, we need to quarantine you to see if it spreads or not. Muska has to be out of, out of the community too, right? Muskar, muskar, that's what we're saying. As far as being sent out of the community, as far as the high level of Tuma, they definitely do have to be sent out, even though it's just Muskar. Only shaving and belt. And the back, that's on the, when, the, when, they're back, when they're coming back in. That's after it's all finished. Hmm. Okay, now, um, the basis for that comes from Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, in the name of Rufuna, who said it before Rufuna, Pasuk says, mispachasi. The coin will purify him, it's a mispachas. And then it says, which implies that he's tahar, he was already tahar mi priyom mi that's, that, that's what, that, that he doesn't have that added level of tumah. So the Gemara says, tahar goes backwards? That doesn't really read very well. Because look at Zav, he's going to say, it means back that before he was tar, it doesn't make sense at all. So uh, obviously, just like over there, it means now, after the process, he becomes tar. So to hear um, that he's not mitame, klicheres uh, by movement, um, even, even if he saw later, so he hasn't, so now it's retroactively, um, he, he's becoming a zav, but right now he's purified enough that it doesn't work retroactively. That's the same idea, that's what it means, tar. The tire over here that he's not going to be metami, even if it gets worse later. But uh, right now he's tahar, and he's not going to be metama anything that he went in the room. Let's say, uh, which is what the level of tsaras is metama retroactively. So, Rabbi says you're right. It's a different source. The pasuk says neka. It says the tsaru who has the neka. Now, the that's only not all tsaras is tolui in him having a neka. Because if he's in Mitzorah Muskar, the fact that he has an Ega isn't his problem. It's time that's the problem. Once the time passes, if nothing changes, even if it stays on his skin for the rest of his life, he's not a Mitzorah anymore. 
it just stops. You have to go, you count seven days, you try it out, see if no change, go back another seven days, still no change, it's a mispachas. Now it's okay, it's declared uh, stam a blemish, nothing to do. Unrelated to Tzaras at that point in time. Is mispachat considered another sickness? Is that correct? I don't know what it's called. It's, a, it's, it? a, it's a non-problematic... Yourself uh, or something. Add it to it. Yeah, but until then, while you were a muskar, you still had all the flesh, all the tumor. Right. We don't say, well, now that we know it's a mispachat, so therefore we let everything retroactively be fine. It's not true. While you're in that state, you're still, it's still a tumor. So that, that bunch of clothes is tumor, and it stays tumor. That you said. Correct, exactly okay. right. Nothing, nothing. He is tall, but the clothes is still tall. Okay. He becomes tall, even though it stays on his goof. So therefore, exactly. the, when it says that tsuras are it's only with the type of tsuras that's totally in goof. That's okay. the one who has pre and prima, not this guy. Okay. Now, um, so because it's only dependent on days, it says abaye based on that. When the pasuk says nega bo yitma. Doesn't that sound like it's only the tzaras that has that's totally in the guf? Maybe, and that's the only one that needs to be sent out of the camp. Maybe a mitzvah muskar does not need to be sent out of the camp because it doesn't have the fact. The factor of asher egg is not a factor. So the Gemara says, and we know that's not true because we said in the ain pain that a mitzvah muskar is the same as a mitzvah muchlat, except for priyam prima. But as far as Shiloh and, 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 and making a room tummy when he walks in, they're equal. So the Gemara says, you're right, but that's because it's an extra reboy in the Pasuk. It says, Yemei, and then it says, Kol Yemei, the entire time. It sounds like it's even during the time when he's not, when it's only a Matsura Muskar, he also needs to be out of the camp. Okay. So, if that's true, maybe Tiglacha since Yippur, maybe the, the purification process where he needs to shave his body and birds, how do you know um, how, how, how do we know that, that a Mitzvah Muskar does not bring that when he becomes purified? That's based on the other Pesach. Pesach says, mm-hmm. The Negat Saras got better, got healed. Now, that's only the kind of Saras that needs to get healed, which is a Mitzvah Muskar. Actually, the blemish has to go away. As opposed to by, by, by this fellow, it doesn't have to go away. It's The time passes and nothing changed for the worse, then it's then, then he's declared tohar at that juncture. So that's one. He has to bring do, do the shaving of the body and bringing the bird offering. And that is as far as we got from yesterday. And we'll